Before we jump into the episode today, I want to share something with you from my heart. First of all, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really can't tell you how much your support means to me. We've been doing the podcast now for almost four years. I can't even believe it. And I'm so grateful for each and every single one of you that listens, shares an episode with your friends, sends me a DM or a text message letting me know how an episode resonated with you or any aha moments. Seriously, I couldn't be more grateful to be able to create this podcast. It has been such a blessing in my life, and I love hearing the ways it's been able to provide value in yours as well. One thing you might not know is how much work it takes to be consistent with a podcast. In fact, did you know that the majority of podcasts don't make it past episode number 10? And we are well, 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 well beyond that. And it's just a lot thinking of the episodes, recording them, editing them, managing the guests, making sure that everything runs smoothly and gets uploaded consistently and regularly. And so that's why I have created an amazing opportunity for you to support the podcast monetarily. And in exchange for that, you will get exclusive premium subscriber content. So for as little as $3 a month, you can become a premium subscriber of the podcast. And every month I will upload new voice-guided workouts and breathwork meditation audio for you. So that way you can work out with me coaching you in your ears. You can also take a moment to reduce your stress and relax and come down and ground down with one of my breathwork audios. So if that is on your heart to support the podcast for as little as $3 a month to become a premium podcast subscriber, I can't tell you how much that means to me and the growth of this podcast. I appreciate you. If you're interested, Click the link in the description, become a premium podcast subscriber, new content every month, and while supplies last, I'll send you an exclusive podcast coffee mug so you can have your self-love and sweat coffee every morning. I appreciate you. Now let's get into the show. Welcome to Self-Love and Sweat, the podcast, the place where you'll get inspired to live your life unapologetically, embrace your perfect imperfections, break down barriers, and do what sets your soul on fire. I'm your host, London Souza. Hey friend, it's me, London Souza, online lifestyle transformation coach. I help people all over the world just like you who know they are meant for more, get their mind right and their body tight and go from crazy busy to crazy happy. And hey, if it's our first time meeting, welcome. So happy to have you. And if you've been with us for a while, it's so great that you're here too. I'm really excited to share this episode of the Self Love and Sweat podcast with you. I want to tell you quickly about two ways that you can get connected beyond the podcast to up-level your health, your life, your fitness, reach your goals, but also support the podcast as well. So the first option is our self-love and sweat monthly members-only meetup. We meet up on the last Saturday of the month on Zoom for 90 minutes to cover some important topics, to answer your questions, and then to also do a workout together. It's a great way to have that 
that support, have that accountability, get supercharged and get reminded that there are other people all over the world on this journey of self-love and sweat and you don't have to do it alone. You can join your first month for only a dollar using code SELFLOVE1 at checkout. And then it's $27 a month after that. So you go to lifelikelondon.com forward slash monthly, use the code SELFLOVE1 at checkout to try us out, test it out for only a dollar for your first month. And then you can be on board to listen to the podcast, join up on the meetups and just really feel like you're connected and thriving on this journey to reach your goals. The second option is our Strong at Home for Women eight-week dumbbell-only workout plan. We have women all over the world getting stronger from the inside out right at home, right? So we're ready to take action to get stronger despite the circumstances of the world. And we know that we're not about to do that alone. So embark on this eight-week journey with us. You can go to lifelikelondon.com forward slash strong at home. You can pick up your eight-week plan. And the exciting thing is that every eight weeks, we open it up, myself and my co-coach, for VIP all-access coaching with us. So not only do you get the plan, but you get Zoom fireside chats with us. You get an exclusive way to chat with us anytime so you can ask your questions, share your progress. Um, And we're always continuing to stay connected and motivate and inspire each other on our journey to get stronger, no matter what that means for us. So if you know that you're meant for more, you're ready to get stronger from the inside out, and you're just like, yes, I need a plan and some structure, something to tell me what to do. I know I'm ready, but I need that coaching. I can't do it alone. We are here for you. You can go to lifelikelondon.com forward slash strong at home, pick up the plan, figure out when our next VIP all access registration is opening so you can get that support and guidance. And the third thing, I said there was two, but the third thing is you can do both. You can join us for those monthly meetups. You can be there for the eight week program. You know, this coaching and this support is here for you. We want to get you real results that last so you never have to start over again. And so you guys are awesome. Enjoy this episode. Get connected self-love and sweat friends. Today's guest on self-love and sweat the podcast is Brian Grin. Brian Grin is an intermittent fasting expert, wellness coach, author, human movement specialist, and host of Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. He is leading the way in intermittent fasting community as the author of The Simple Intermittent Fasting Journal, along with the creator of the Intermittent Fasting Certification Course. What began as a personal exploration into fasting has turned into a thriving business, helping middle-aged men make intermittent fasting simple, doable, and a complete lifestyle change. Now he is spreading the power of intermittent fasting worldwide with intermittent fasting certified coaches. With over 15 years of experience in health and wellness, Brian also developed his Fat Burner Blueprint program. This program focuses on nutrition, meal timing, stress management, sleeping like a superhero, and micro workouts. He believes that challenging the body and mind through brief hormetic stressors like fasting, cold warm therapy, resistance training, and sprinting will help you get your body back to what it once was. Welcome to the podcast, Brian. How's it going? Great. Thanks so much. That was such a great intro. Appreciate that. Yeah, super happy to have you here. I feel like uh, this topic has been around for a while. I feel like everyone listening has probably heard of it in one form or another and has probably asked themselves, um, you know, should I do it or should I not? Will it work for me or will it not? So I just want to start from the beginning. Like, what is intermittent fasting? Yeah, I mean, simply put, it's abstaining from abstaining from food for a certain period of time. 
And, um, I think there's this fear around it because when you keep it simple like that, it's, it's really not, can be not that big of a deal. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just shrinking your eating window. Um, and cause you know, as I'm sure we'll talk about this rhetoric of eating all day or eating six meals a day to feed the body and the brain, it's, uh, that's all, those are all myths and, uh, so yeah, fasting, uh, has been a big part of my life. So I love talking about it. Nice. Yeah. So intermittent fasting, I mean, we're already fasting when we're sleeping, so we're all fasting in some way or another, I guess, unless you're right. eating while you're sleeping, maybe there's somebody out there like this, but for the most part, we already are fasting. <laughs> so what I hear you saying is, you know, it's just basically shrinking that window even smaller, whether that means, you know, breaking yeah. your fast or having breakfast. I love words. So breaking your fast later on in the day or having dinner earlier and just really shrinking that window. So the, the, the concept of intermittent fasting is really not that complicated. It's just really shortening down that window. So what is the best way to start intermittent fasting? And like, how do you know if you should start or like are a good candidate for intermittent fasting? And I say this because my whole life, uh, breakfast was, or let's say not my whole life, but growing up, breakfast was like the most important meal of the day. We had breakfast like right when we woke up in the morning before we would go to school. And then I remember when I first started training and working in fitness and nutrition and stuff too, like almost 15 years ago, I also had that mindset of like, have breakfast. And I did have a lot of clients who were like, I'm not a breakfast person. And while I'm not proud of it now, I mean, hello, we all learn as coaches. I was kind of like, okay, we'll find a way to like it, have something, you know? So, um, yeah. So how do we know if we're kind of a good candidate for intermittent fasting is everybody. And then like, how do we start? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I would say that, well, I think most people are a good candidate unless obviously you're pregnant or, um, you know, breastfeeding and things like that, or, or, or maybe you've had some, you know, eating issues in the past and, you know, you definitely want guidance, I would say. Um, but I would say most people in general are good candidates. Um, and as far as like starting, I always like to start slow and sort of build that fasting muscle. And that could be done in a few different ways. But one of them is I like to just say, you know, let's just go back to like, like it was maybe in like the seventies when people used to just have three meals a day and that was it. Uh, so once you get to three meals a day and like no snacking, I think that's like a good place to start. And then after that, you can, you know, start closing that window of eating. Um, and obviously the most popular one that you hear mostly out there is, um, the 16 8, which would be, you know, let's just say you stop eating at eight and then fast through the night. Obviously take advantage of your overnight fast and then push it till about noon. But I would say before you do that, let's say you're used to eating at eight o'clock. And this is how I started was I just pushed back my first meal an hour and did that for a few days until I started, Oh, I moved it from seven to eight and that wasn't so bad. And then, you know, maybe wait a few days, do the same thing. So I, I like to take small baby steps until you start feeling that confidence say, Oh, I can, I can fast for that period of time. Yeah. Cool. I like so that. Just I getting say, rid of yeah. the snacking, yeah. snacking, getting rid of the snacking first and increasing kind of the time between meals or some people are just kind of like eating continuously in between and stuff like that. And then from there kind of shortening the window. And what were you going to say? Sorry, I interrupted. No, 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 it's all good. Um, I was just going to say that a good place to start too is also just picking a time to stop eating at night. I think that's where a lot of 
let's just say issues can come up is late night eating. Um, so if you just put, put like a hard stop, uh, like let's just say seven o'clock, I would give yourself probably at least three hours before bed. Uh, that would be a great rule of thumb to start with as well. Cool. Cool. Love that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so now we know like what intermittent fasting is and like how to start, but why should we do it? What are the benefits of intermittent fasting that have made, you know, you create a whole entire business out of it, certifications out of it. Right. And I know, you know, from my background too, there's a lot of research and great studies that have been coming out about the amazing benefits of it. So can you share some of those with us? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I think a lot of people look into fasting uh, for weight loss and losing body fat and inches, but there are a ton of more, be- ton more benefits. Um, f- for one, I-, I enjoy for the mental clarity part of it. Um, it's been shown to increase growth hormone, which is, you know, there's some studies out there regarding that. Um, also, even improved blood cholesterol profile. Um, gosh, it's been linked to also uh, cellular cleansing. Which is like, which is also called autophagy, and that's the body uh, regenerating new cells and in, in getting rid of old ones. Um, it's like recycling. It's like almost like the equivalent to taking your car in and getting the you know the the tires changed and the and the oil fit, you know oil um, cleaned out. And so same thing for for the body. And you, you'll be surprised at how the body will heal itself if you just abstain from eating um, and let it do it. Let let the body do its job. Yeah, so many amazing. Also, benefits, too, one I thing to like add. From... Okay. Yeah, sorry. No, go for I didn't it. Sorry, there might be a little a bit of a delay, delay here, so <laughs> go for it. No big deal. Yeah. No, I was just going to say also lowering blood insulin levels too. Um, you know, hyperinsulinemia is a, is a big issue, and insulin resistance and things like this. So, um, obviously, keto has become popular, but really, the most efficient way to lower insulin levels is through fasting. Um, and, or, or doing both. Um, but yeah. So anyways, those are some, some, and one more I'll add <laughs> inflammation too. inflammation as well, helping. There's some more and more studies coming out regarding, um, how fast it can help with any inflammatory uh, markers that you might have as well. Yeah. Awesome. So many great benefits, so many great benefits. And I um, personally have been doing intermittent fasting, I would say kind of on and off, and I'll kind of talk about what I mean by on and off. Um, Yeah. Somewhere around this conversation here, but I've been um, exploring intermittent fasting for the last, I'd say probably three years. And this is actually kind of my first time really sharing that or talking about it um, with my audience, not because I don't share it. Um, I kind of do with, within my one-on-one coaching and things like that are here and there, but mainly because before I share and talk about certain things, I like to try it myself and I like to feel the benefits and I like to go through, you know, kind of the whole process before I'm like, Oh, this is great. You know, um, I like to share my experience a lot. And one thing that you mentioned that I also noticed a lot was that mental clarity and focus. Like, I feel like, you know, especially in the hours, um, leading up to breaking my fast, I have heightened energy levels. Levels, a lot of clarity. I don't feel as sluggish. I don't feel, um, yeah, just a lot of that. I think a lot of people can relate. We're doing a lot of things. We have full schedules. We got a lot going on and it feels good to have that mental clarity and to have that focus. So I've definitely noticed um, that a lot. Like that's been probably one of the major things that has helped me for sure. And then also, you know, like you spend less time thinking about 
eating, you know, and I, I come from a fitness background and a long time ago it was like eat every two hours, you know, six meals a day. And I'm like, Oh my God, I got to pack all my Tupperwares and get all my stuff organized. What the heck am I going to eat six times a day? You know? And I remember doing it because I thought (laughs) I was supposed to. And now it's so awesome because it's like, yeah, I just feel like, uh, yeah, less time thinking about eating. I probably do about two bigger meals a day. Um, definitely not like, you know, just salads. Like I'm eating hearty, good foods, all food groups, you know, really enjoying my meal, feeling super satisfied. But that's something too. And people talk about all the time. I don't have time. You know, I'm so busy. My schedule, I don't have time. So I also found that like less time thinking about eating or what I'm going to eat and things like that have been, uh, really, really helpful. Um, you talked about, um, I did, you mention, I think, um, when you said the benefits of it is, um, lowers cholesterol. And I think you said, uh, insulin level. Was that something that you said about your blood sugar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Can you talk a little yeah, bit just more going about back to that? What you were just, okay. yeah. yeah, sure. Um, yeah, as far as insulin is concerned, um, you know, I think what happens a lot of times with, with most people is they get on this insulin roller coaster and it starts right off the bat from the beginning of the day. Cause if you think of what a typical breakfast is for most people, it's a lot of refined carbs. And so I think just the fact of skipping that, uh, getting to the point where you skip that meal, um, it helps level out blood sh- insulin levels. And I remember when I was looking into fasting myself and, uh, Dr. Jason Fung was a big resource of mine, uh, uh, with obesity code. And, um, you know, he talked about the best way, you know, if you talk about like your body weight as almost like setting a temperature gauge in a house, you know, you set it for 70 and you seem to always go back to that, right? Like you'll see so many people lose weight and put it back on. Or even vice versa, you know, I, I work with some males who maybe want to put on weight, but then they end up going back to their baseline. And it's like trying to change that body set weight can be very difficult. And power, and fasting is a powerful tool that can help bring that down. And the only way they really do that is to get those insulin levels down. Um, I'm not opposed to, you know, having spikes in insulin and having spikes of blood sugar. I think that's healthy because that promotes growth. But, um, but if you really want to get that body set weight down, you have to really focus on things that will bring insulin down. And so fasting is a powerful tool for that. Yeah. I love that you shared that. Thank you. I think that's really important. Um, what about working out and fasting? So question I get a lot, um, I've gotten, oh my gosh, like the last decade is like, should I eat before I work out? Um, you know, and for people that I know too, I work with people who are to do intermittent fasting and they're like, okay, so when should I place my workout? So, um, and I also remember too, you know, I don't remember exactly when I heard this. I just, I think it was maybe in conversation with people, but like, yeah, you know, I, I want to burn fat. So I need to go do fasted cardio in the morning. That was like a thing. Um, like at least that term fasted cardio, I would hear a lot. Should I do fasted cardio or the best way to get like lean abs or things fasted cardio? So first of all, is that useful, this fasted cardio thing? And then also if we are fasting and we are working out, um, when should be, uh, when should we be working out? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I don't want to throw blanket 
blanket terms out there as far as when is the right time for for that person. I think I think doing something is better than nothing. So I don't think there is a perfect time necessarily to do cardio or even you know or to lift weights. Um, I think it depends, and this is an, like sort of this is something that I think everyone has to go through, like some type of self experimentation to find out what works. And I know maybe it's cliche, find out what works for you, but it is true. I I find I I. I enjoy doing fasted workouts. I wasn't always like that, but I've built into that. So like just to use myself as, as an example, I will, you know, fast till let's just say about one, two o'clock and then work out and then break my fast after the workout. That's just some, that's what I enjoy doing. It's almost like a little bit of a reward. <laughs> um, also, your body's obviously craving uh, nutrients at that time, but also too, you know, the, the, the idea of having this metabolic window um, this, excuse me, this anabolic window where you have to have something right after you work out is, is, has been thrown in the weeds. It's not, it's not true. That anabolic window, I think it could be at least like two days now I've seen. Um, so I, I've seen di- a little bit different aspects of people talking about that. But, um, as far as fasted cardio, I would say that I think any type of fasted workout personally is better than doing it with food in your system. Because like I talked about earlier, Whenever you put any type of food in your system, the body uses a lot of energy to digest those foods. And as opposed to if you're doing these faster workouts, then all your energy can go towards that workout. So I like that for just a good reason to do faster workouts. But, you know, if someone wants to have a little something before or have one meal workout and then have their next meal, I see nothing wrong with that if that if that works out well for them. Yeah. And I am a huge fan of that air quotes, as you said, blanket term of find what works for you. I really think that's like really (laughs) such a missing piece to so many puzzles as people are like, tell me what to do. Tell me exactly what I should do and how and whatever. And we have to follow the rules exactly perfect. Or if not, why start at all? And that's really, you know, find what works for you is a powerful statement. And it's not, it's a simple one, but it's not easy, right? So it's like simple. It's like you try that. Does it work for you or does it not? But a lot of people don't want to take that time to figure it out. And for people who have been, you know, listening to me for a while, you know, it's like, if you want the magic pill, or if you want the quick fix, like go subscribe to another podcast, unsubscribe here, like unfollow all the things because we really have to take the time to find out what works for you. So if you're intermittent fasting, someone listening might be intermittent fasting and you're like, okay, I've tried that. I've worked out. And then you know, broken my fast or had my first meal after that. And I just don't feel the energy that I want to have in my workout. And I want to have a little bit of something in my stomach before I work out or whatever. Cool. Um, You know, it's just really about... And then maybe after some time, you can kind of slowly start to lessen what that is that you're eating before you work out and eventually go back to maybe doing a fasted workout. So it's not like all or nothing, you're fasting and then you have to do it this particular way. I love how we kind of talked already about working into it and working up to it. And also for myself as well, Mm -hmm. sometimes, and I will do, uh, most of the time I break my fast about 11, 1130. Um, Today, it will be a little bit later because I'm interviewing you and I'm doing a lot of stuff where I felt like I don't want to have, you know, food yet. Um, But there's sometimes Mm -hmm. where it's like I do my workout 
in the morning, let's say eight or nine. And then there's still that three hour window where I'm not eating until I break my fast. And something that's been really helpful for me is just, yeah, staying super hydrated in between that. And also having some branch chain amino acids in between has been helpful just to, um, yeah, just to keep me like, to be honest, I think it's more like just to taste something and have something. But I also feel like it makes me feel a little bit better too, especially if I did like an intense leg day or something like that. Um, but would you recommend something like this? Like if somebody, you know, was working out a little earlier, but what would, what would they kind of do in the interim to, I don't want to say pass the time, but kind of pass the time. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, like, like we talked about, yeah, I mean, you're, you don't need to have something right after you work out, but if you feel the inkling to, like you mentioned, something like a good branch chain amino acid, uh, is not a bad, you know, I find with some drinks sometimes, even something like that, cause I, I have that as well. Sometimes that spurs on like more hunger. So I almost think, you know, if you just want to, you know, let's say you do an early morning workout, but you want to just keep going, maybe just a little bit of black coffee, you know, and just to sort of keep you going. I mean, I'm not a big coffee drinker and I don't, I always say you don't want to have it right first thing in the morning. So if you've worked your out and you want to like keep going, you know, I think just some black coffee is a great, you know, like appetite suppressant or, you know, even just some sparkling water or, yeah, some type of good mineral water as well. A lot of times people are just, they think they're hungry, but they're really probably a little bit dehydrated and maybe they just need some salt in their water as well. So. Cool. Yeah, no, agreed. I just wanted to touch that there because not everyone, you know, can work out in the middle of the day or even wants to. Like, I just find myself, I want to do my workout like when I wake up ish, you know, and, and do it, you know, (laughs) I used to, I I used to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. I wake up about five and I do my workout about eight ish. So it's not right when I wake up, but I want to do it like before I get into my flow of work and things like that. And that's just what works for me. So I just wanted to share that because yeah, flexible, like whoever is the flexible, most flexible is the best, right? Like in terms of being able to be flexible and kind of make it work for you, it's better to kind of have some examples there than to feel like you have to put yourself in this perfect you know, intermittent fasting box. And so one of the things... Yeah. And just to comment on that... Yeah. No, please go for it. I'm sorry. We're a little bit of delay. Um, No, I was just saying that um, I think that a lot of questions come up if there's like a perfect window. And I don't really think there is a perfect window when it comes to fasting. I just think that Two rules of thumb I would follow is one, don't eat right when you get up. So give yourself like a maybe a two-hour window as far as uh, after you get up. And then the same thing as far as going to bed. Give yourself those little buffer zones. But other than that, I don't think there's a perfect window. And, you know, like going back to your earlier question regarding who might not be good for. And I would say I wouldn't do fasting. Fasting is a stressor, right? So if you are really stressed and have a lot going on and you just feel like you, you know, you're just like run down every day. You probably shouldn't start intermittent fasting. I would wait perhaps till maybe, you know, there's less stress in your life and you feel things are more aligned, um, emotionally for you before you get into, uh, any type of stressors like fasting. Yeah. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Cause that's really important stress to keep that low and then, um, to not have it, you know, be something that you're even more stressed out about, you know, trying to do it perfectly. So totally. Um, one, term that comes up a lot with intermittent fasting is being fat adaptive and getting our body to burn fat more 
I guess. So can you share with us what that is and why we want to be fat adaptive? How is that beneficial? Yeah, it's well, essentially, the goal for a lot of individuals and you hear this is like to get into ketosis, you know, your body runs on either sugar or fat. And most of us are sugar burners, glucose burners. And the goal, I would imagine for a lot of people maybe looking to, to lean out and maybe look better per se, not necessarily, it's, um, but uh, is to uh, become like a fat burner. And now you're seeing a lot of things like with like this keto mojo, where you can measure your ketones to see if you're using ketones for energy. Um, I mean, your brain is like 60% fat. So your brain's preferred choice is to run on ketones and be in ketosis. Um, you don't want to have chronic ketosis and be always be there. I think you want to sort of go in and out of that, but to be metabolic, like you hear this all the time, but to be metabolically flexible and you work in between being a sugar burner and a fat burner. Um, but to be a fat burner, you have to, like mentioned before, get insulin down. In, once insulin goes up, you'll be, you're, you're, then you're getting away from using your own body fat stores and just using external sources like the things that you're bringing in as far as food is concerned. So um, it's not so black and white. I've actually just myself probably over the last few months started measuring my ketones just to see. I was curious because I've been a pretty clean eater and I'm fairly low carb most of the, you know, for the, for the most part. And I do a decent amount of fasting. And I was just like, well, you know, my, I feel great throughout the day, but am I actually running on ketones? And I, I actually found that it took me a little bit longer to actually get into that, into ketosis, uh, which is, I don't think that's good or bad. Um, but it is something to keep an eye on if you're looking to optimize. I don't think it's like the end all, but, but, um, you know, they, they have an, uh, inverse relationship. So you do know if you're, if you are running on some ketones that you have your insulin levels at a certain, you know, lower threshold. And that can be obviously a positive thing to do, um, as well. So. Yeah, awesome. I hope I didn't just ramble too much, but <laughs> no, I love no. Yeah. It's not a ramble at all. It's like really good information, yeah. and I'm so grateful that we get to to have that here because yeah. these are a lot of things that people ask all the time. And I don't know, you can go to Google search and YouTube University and find a lot of things. And so I think it's really cool to have you here to be yes. able to go over a lot of this in detail and people yeah, can listen to and re-listen to, or maybe they hear a term that they have heard for the first time and they can dig deeper and have a little bit more um, yeah, research moments for themselves, learning moments for themselves. So that's super awesome. Um, what are some of the hormonal benefits of intermittent fasting when it comes to um, yeah, our, like our, our hormones and, and how we can support them by eating less than all the time, because <laughs> sometimes people are just eating all the time into the evenings into bed, you know, what are some of the hormonal benefits of it? Yeah, so um, that's the that's one of the biggest positives with fasting is the hormonal benefits. And the main one I talked about was insulin. But like also, um, growth hormone has been shown to spike as well from doing fasting. So um, also norepinephrine, Try saying that 20 times, but um, it gets, you know, you talk about mental alertness, getting the adrenaline going, you know, sort of you're, you're in a bit of a, if you want to say almost like a fight or flight, but it's not like you don't want to overdo it as well. So um, it, it, I would say the positive stressors and hormonals are mainly the in, getting insulin down, getting growth hormone up 
and um, and norepinephrine um, as well, getting that up as well. So those are some of the good hormonal um, effects that it can have on you. Um, and 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 I would say this: there's a big difference between abstaining from food completely and then just picking on food throughout the day and doing like calorie restriction. Um, you want to make sure that, you know, I would say, like you mentioned, you have two meals and they're satiating meals. I think that will help fasting as well as if you eat meals that are nutrient dense foods, um, it'll, instead of eating like just refined carbs, it's going to be, it'll make fasting a lot easier if you really focus on quality food. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's no way I could be eating like small meals and just eating a couple. You know, I work hard. I work out hard. Like my body needs that. And it's super satisfying to be satisfying with what you're eating. So we're not saying, you know, shorten your meal time and eat less. It's like shorten your window of eating and eat, you know, show up for those meals and have the adequate nutrition. I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. David Sinclair and the Lifespan podcast, but I love his work over at Harvard. And he talks a lot about IFAN, intermittent fasting with adequate nutrition. So reminding people, that like when you are eating, like eat, put in those, you know, all three uh, macronutrients, protein, carbs, fat, you know, and whatever ratio is working for you at the moment. We don't have to go into details there because for everybody, it's going to be different. All the micronutrients, you know, making sure that you're having meals that are super satisfying because, you know, with one person thinks that they're, who do you think is going to be more successful in their, let's say air quotes diet or their style of, of nutrition, the one person that thinks they're eating rabbit food or the person who thinks like I'm having some, you know, awesome satiating meals. It feels good to know that you're, um, yeah, able to eat and have some, you know, a lot of nutrients in there too. So that's been, um, important. That was important for me to mention because I, when I sit down to eat, I'm ready. Like I fill up that plate. I have a lot of good food. And in the end, you know, I'm not super stuffed. I feel good. I feel satisfied. Um, One thing I want to bring up, because I know we have a lot of women listening to this too, and I know that you specifically work with men, but in our chats kind of um, before we had this conversation, I mentioned kind of wanting to talk a little bit about women and kind of what's worked best for me. So yes, I do do intermittent fasting, but it doesn't always work for every phase of my cycle. I find that leading up to my menstrual cycle and even a few days in, like I wake up in the morning hungry. I want a egg sandwich. Like I'm, I want to eat not right away from when I wake up, but I want to have breakfast within like an hour of waking up. And that feels really good for me. And I realized I wasn't doing that for a while. And I noticed feelings of anxiousness and just like a feeling of, of nerves and just discomfort. Um, I'm very in tune with my body. So I kind of started to Mm -hmm. feel these, just these feels that I was like, "Mm, this doesn't like really feel right. So the more that I learned about not only hormones, but like female hormones and the different uh, ways that they fluctuate throughout the four different phases of our cycle, it was like, oh, you know, that learning moment allowed me to give myself permission to be like, okay, during those phases of your cycle, London, like if that's what works for you and that's what makes you feel better, then like freaking do it. Like don't, like you said, to the point of stress, if it's going to be stressful on your body, that's what I would say. It was like a kinesthetic feeling of just like added stress during those few, like three to five days where I was kind of like, something's not right. I just feel like, I don't know. And as soon as I kind of, you know, learned a little bit more about that and I was like, okay, yeah, I might need, um, you know, to eat a little bit sooner to, um, to like open up that window a little bit more and then get back into it when I'm ready to get back to it. That's been super beneficial. So I think that's important to mention too, is that 
uh, it can work and it does work, but it doesn't necessarily air quotes need to work all the time. And I can only speak from a woman's perspective and I do work predominantly with women. Um, so yeah, what would you kind of uh, say about that? Yeah, I, I mean, I'll totally just piggyback off what you just said. I, I think like, like you mentioned, you're, you're just listening to your body and, and sometimes I think men or women, it, this can take some time. And I think one of the things with fasting is it sort of cues you into your hunger hormones more so than anything else. Um, when you get sort of, when you start doing more fasting, you sort of understand, okay, this is what true hunger really is. Cause I think we, I think none of us, men or women don't really understand a lot of times if we're, if we're consuming a lot all throughout the day, you don't really get tied into, you know, well, okay, I'm, I, I'm not hungry or I am hungry. It, it's just, it, there's no, you know, it's not so black and white. So yeah, I mean, I, I work with some women and, you know, like actually a woman, a client of mine was pre-diabetic. Um, she was the one that introduced me to fasting and she started doing it for herself. And actually I had her on my podcast, um, and had unbelievable results. Um, uh, she started getting to even some extended fasts. So she goes back and forth to, to doing that. And again, I'm not recommending that for everybody. And like you said, you just sort of want to listen to your body and depending on where you are at in, in your cycle, um, it, 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 it could be different for, for different women. But, uh, actually, uh, you know, uh, fasting, what got me involved was actually a woman that I used to work with who, um, was pre-diabetic and wanted to get all her blood levels back to normal. So there's plenty of women doing it with success. And I even had uh, Megan Ramos on. I don't know if you know Megan Ramos. She works with Jason Fung, and all they do is deal with a lot of people with like um, that potentially have like type two di uh, diabetics, and they help tons of people through fasting as well. Obviously, you want to get guidance with that as well. So, um, yeah. So that was yeah. So I think, like you mentioned, just just listen to your body is most important. Yeah. Yeah, just continuing to consume resources like this podcast, like your podcast, other really awesome, incredible resources, um, and take what's useful for you and try it out and then find what works for you and really take the time as you might not figure it out overnight. Like I said, I've been doing this and figuring it out for me for like almost three years, you know, and like, okay, what is, how does this feel when I'm working out, when I'm not, when I'm training, I like to run. So sometimes I'm training for um, running races, 10 Ks and things like that. It's just different times and different phases, different seasons in our life, um, we'll have to come back to a lot of these things to be like, okay, is this still working? Is it feels good? Do I need to tweak it a little bit? Seek out, you know, some support, maybe, you know, reach out to your doctor or other coaches and things like that, just to be like, hey, is this still working for me? And then too, as we age and kind of go throughout our life, what we need and what is good for our body and, and what feels good and what feels right for us in our 20s will be different in our 30s than in our 40s and in our 50s and all of that. So being able to kind of revisit that phrase, which I love, find what works for you is, is really where the, the sweet spot is, I would say, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, no doubt about it. I did the same thing. I, I remember when I first started fasting, I like couldn't, I just was, I just was having a lot of trouble with it. And uh, I think part of it is embracing that hunger. We have to, you have to embrace hunger a little bit, right? And it hunger waves come and go. So just sort of sometimes you just got to embrace it and you'll re start realizing it'll get easier and easier to do to do it. And again, just go in slow increments and it'll become easier and easier.
Yes, I love that. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, One thing I wanted to talk with you about, because uh, I know that this is an area of your expertise as well and something I've been dabbling into recently. It's off the topic of intermittent fasting, but maybe we can tie it in on how it works together with fasting. If it even does, I don't know, or if there's a right time to do this um, during your fast, but that's cold heat therapy. So I was introduced to this recently of being in a sauna 10 to 15 minutes and then cold plunge and doing this um, kind of cycle four to six times or something. And I've done it, I think two times where two, maybe three, two or three times where I've um, done this type of therapy. And And it is so amazing and it feels so good and it is so clearing and energizing and almost gives me like this relaxing kind of mm, feeling to my body, if that makes sense. It's like this good, like ringing Mm. sensation, a very like, yeah, just soothing um, feeling and a very clear feeling. So can you touch a little bit on what this like cold heat therapy is? I might have to have you back for a whole episode on this, but what this really is and then um, how it maybe ties in or complements fasting. Yeah, I love, I'm glad you're bringing this up because I love uh, cold therapy and, and hot therapy. I actually put in a cold plunge in my house uh, not too long ago and I've been doing that Really, I love, it's the best. The best thing, I, best money I spent. Um, along with, I, I do some co- hot, hot therapy as well. But just talking on cold therapy for right now, I mean, a um, lot of benefits. I mean, it's a hormetic stressor, just like intermittent fasting is. So it can help repair cell damage. It can help reduce inflammation. Um, it can also help produce mo- new mitochondria. And you know, the big thing is is also eliminating toxins, like your body, uh, it's amazing what it does when it's under stress. And sometimes those could be positive things. You know, obviously fasting is a stressor, cold therapy is a stressor, but you know, um, I found it ton because I'm, I'm pretty active and you, you know, you're a runner, like just inflammation wise is great. But I actually think what's best is just putting yourself in a situation that's uncomfortable and, and just getting through it. It's such a great, just like confident builder. And you talk about like, I, I find it a form of meditation when I go into the water because, you know, obviously no cell phones and <laughs> no cell phones, no nothing, just you and your breath. And when you really focus on your breath and you stay present and your body, it's amazing what it can do as far as just it, it, when it's in survival mode and it's trying to keep you warm. I mean, it's shown, and I think there's still more studies coming out regarding cold therapy regarding like how it can actually activate brown adipose tissue and create some fat loss. Um, but either way, for the recovery, for the mood, um, even some boosted immunity, it's been shown. Um, no wonder that, you know, guys like Wim Hof and thing is, has sort of blown up is because, you know, I always say, I, I think it's like a natural antidepressant, really. Yeah, I'm totally right there with you. I just really felt a a heightened, yeah, I don't want to say energy because I was actually really calm and really grounded and then felt really clear. And I guess in my model, the world energy is like after I have that cup of coffee, you know, it's like, waha. But um, 
I really just felt, yeah, like an overall clarity, if you will. And I love that you mentioned that it is a hormetic stressor like intermittent fasting. And when we experiment with ones that are like their different hormetic stressors like that, we allow our body. I always feel like it's kind of like <laughs> our own way of like lighting a fire under our own ass, like getting our body to kind of really like show up for itself. And like you mentioned, as we talked about all the benefits and all the things that our body is like triggered to do when we put ourselves in these situations. And then I also love that you mentioned like, yeah, disconnecting. There's no cell phone there. I mean, how else do you get through really like being in freezing cold temperatures and a cold, you know, I had some people would go in and go all the way under, but I was kind of like right up to here. I'm for those of you listening, I'm like putting my hands right in the middle of my neck. It was like, okay, I was right there, you know, and you can't be anywhere, but in the present moment, you know, when you're there just really focusing on your breath and really um, leaning into the discomfort. So I think that's really awesome. But um, yeah, Brian, it's been so good uh, talking with you today. I think it's uh, such, yeah, so such a great topic. I feel like I could probably geek out and talk with you for like hours on this, but um, I know you have so many resources where um, people can get more information about you, about fasting. I know you have some programs and things like that too, and also a podcast. So let us know about um, where everyone can find and connect with you. And then of course, all the links I will share in our show notes. Great. Yeah. No, I mean, most of it's all on BrianGrin.com. Um, so, uh, they can find me through social media, obviously, Instagram, BD Grin. And, um, also I have a 21 day fasting challenge. That's 21 day fasting challenge.com. Um, uh, what else? What else? Yeah. So the main thing, uh, and, you know, my podcast is, uh, Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. So, um, yeah, we talk a lot about, uh, what we've been talking about today and more. So it, it's fun. It's good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. And is your 21 day fasting, um, program, is that for women too? Is it just geared towards men or who's it best for? Yeah. Yeah. It's either or, either or. Um, and I sort of based it around actually, I, I have this journal that I wrote a while back, but I based it around just easing people into the fasting process and, um, and, uh, you know, just helping them make it a lifestyle. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'll link your website, the link for your 21 day fasting challenge, uh, your podcast will link all that in the show notes. So if you guys want to learn more from Brian about fasting and things like that, then you can do so there. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. It's fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Self Love and Sweat, the podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, give us a review. This really helps a lot. And share this with a friend. I'm only one person. And with your help, we can really spread the message of self love and sweat and change more lives all around the world. I'm London Souza reminding you that you deserve a life full of passion, presence, and purpose fueled by self-love and sweat. This podcast is a HitSpot Austria production.